to the two dots on 15b, all the way up, three lines from the top. Okay, so um, we're talking about having something on the uh, roof of your sukkah that's not kosher schach, uh, that's uh, perhaps used to hold up the schach. And in this case, you used a bed frame. And again, keep in mind, that people were not wealthy in those days. You couldn't go out to Home Depot and buy just an extra piece of lumber. So you looked around the house and you said, well, what do I got? Well, I got this old broken bed. So uh, if I, this, it's a long piece of wood and it'll hold all the branches. So you put this long side bed, you know, the long bed post up there on the schach. Um, and that was mentioned in the Mishnah that that was acceptable uh, as long as it was mostly good material. In other words, the material that was up there, it may be that there's that this bedpost covers quite a bit, but the majority, 51%, is regular kosher Now, keep in mind, good morning, Michael, keep in mind that the bedpost uh, doesn't, isn't makabal tuma, uh, which is a good thing. Why is that? Because it's a broken piece. So, um, any t- it's only a whole vessel, like a whole bedpost, that would be makabaltumah. So, uh, we seem to say that since it's a, a broken bedpost, um, uh, would be acceptable, but um, you still need a majority of schach to, uh, you know, uh, besides the bedpost. So, lame Messiah, so that's the more uh, four lines up. This sounds like a proof to Rev Ami Bartsyumi, that you can't use something that's not Makabutuma, even though uh, it's uh, even though it's not Makabutuma, it's still not usable ideally. Just like in other words, the question is, what about old sheets? Can you use old sheets for schach? Um, so they're not Makabutuma, uh, and maybe you could use them. So he taught that you can't use them. They're no good. So uh, here also, this is the same idea that even though it's not makabutuma, um, you still can't use it. So this proves that uh, the reason why would be because it comes from something that's makabutuma. In other words, it, it, when you use uh, produce or, or, or bamboo, so that was never makabutuma. But this was part of the sheets or the bed came from something that was makabutuma. So basically, we're, this is following Rev. Tivyumi. Good morning, Rabbi Golding. We are reviewing yesterday's middle of the page. <laughs> so th- this seems to prove Rev. Tivyumi's idea that even something that's not makabutuma won't do the trick uh, because it came from something that's makabal tumah. Let's look at the Rashi really quick on that. Uh, six lines from the bottom. Bivloi kalim, worn out vessels. The kama forsh matlonis. We're going to s- explain the, uh, uh, soon today. We're talking about rags that are not very big. Shein bam shalosh shalosh. See, a, a, a worn out rag could still be makabal tumah because it's still a vessel if it's big enough, but it's very small. The alpha gafta hashter lo makabal tumah. Even though right now it's not eligible for tumah, but it came from something that was gozubu uh, rabbanan. The rabbis made a decree, and aruchas nami, 
and bedposts also. Hashte lo makabutuma. Right now, what are you going to do with a long bedpost with a foot sticking out? The lo chazi lamidi. It's not fit for anything. So basically, Rav Tiyumi says that even something that's not makabutuma, which minatora should be usable for schach. The rabbi said if it was Mechabotumah, if it came from something, you can't use it. And so our Mishnah seems to fit that um, story because it says you can't use bedposts, and bedposts are not Mechabotumah. So the Gemara answers, it's a nice try to bring a proof, but it's not a proof. Proofs? Me, I think when it says Arufos, it's going back on the cloth more than three days. No, it's not. It's referring to the bed. How uh, can we be sure? Um... That's the that's what it said in the Mishnah. Uh, Rucha Samita was the uh, was the uh, was the, the this piece of wood. Rashi says on the Mishnah it's Ashpandur Shpalaj. and the Gemara explains the Mikabutuma. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a a noun. It's not an adjective. That Ruchas. Anyways, that that's what that's that's the old French. Look up the old French. I actually not an expert in old French. But anyway, that's what the Moor is trying to say. So the Moor is saying. Again, there is a question about something that's no longer makabu tuma. Whether you, it's once it's not makabu tuma, you could throw it up on the schach. And uh, one opinion said that it's, it's still not usable. And we're trying to bring a proof that our Mishnah seems to follow that opinion. Oh, so, yeah, that word, arufa, I, th- I, think I just thought arufa, arufa just meant long ones, but arufos are really like the bed frame. That's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Sorry. Actually, I've been saying bed post. It means no, no, the no, it means the long. Like, uh, um, I see. Right. So our Gemara thought we had a, a proof to that opinion. Uh, these are the uh, the bed. Uh, the that's the just the that that's that Rucha Samita, whatever the that's his opinion about it. Um, so, but at any rate, is that a proof to it? So Gemara says no, not necessarily. Why? Could Omer of Khan again? We have a very high. The Gemara always, a proof has to be rock solid. If there's any way to weasel out of the proof, then it's not a proof. So uh, the Gemara says it's not a strong proof because who said, when we said uh, the pieces of the bed, that we meant a piece that was no longer Makabal that wasn't usable for anything. Maybe we meant three quarters of the bed, which is usable. If it's long, this Arucha is, the, by the way, long. This is long with two feet or the short one in two feet. Uh, and that's this other picture here. Uh, basically, you have enough of the bed frame that it could still be Makabal Tumah. So maybe we're talking about that. But really, if it wasn't Makabal Tumah, maybe you wouldn't even need Tzach uh, so much because you could use this. So it's just not a proof to that. That's all the Gemara is trying to say, that it's not a proof to this halacha because um, maybe when we said a bed piece... Who said we're talking about a useless bed piece? Maybe it's still usable. And again, sometimes you have that in the family when a uh, side of the bed breaks very quickly and then you get, uh, the old days there was something called a phone book, you know, and you could put it under the uh, sides of it and the kids could still sleep in it or whatever. Or in this case, you push it against the wall and it's still usable. So it's still a vessel, even though it's broken. That, that's what we're trying to say. And if it's still a vessel, it's still makabutuma. And if it's still makabutuma, then we can't prove that we hold like Drev Tfiyumi. Okay, fine. So, Heike, where did he say this? As we turn to today's page, Tess Zion Amadal of 16a. Uh, 
Mita metame chavila u metara chavila. The sometimes the second it's a a bed uh, can become sometimes uh, sometimes it's it's impure and sometimes it's uh, pure. They say no. The question is, if you take it apart, does it lose its status? So again, uh, the a bed is metame whether it's uh, um, it's possible that parts of it are tame. Um, what does the word mean, chavila? Means um, when it's whole. There's chavila is when it's whole, as Rashi says, and then. Uh, there, it, a whole, uh, a whole uh, bed is also considered a vessel, and so therefore it could become tame when it's whole, and it should become tar when it's whole. They say no, even when it's in parts, it could become tame, and you could even uh, purify the parts. What is that? Parts of a bed that are still tame are when you have the bed and the two sides when it's long and you have the two short sides, or it's short and you have the two long sides. So, Lamai Chazu, why would a bed still be Tameh if it's only a part? So the answer is, Lamiska Aguda, to lean it against a wall, Lamesevalo, or to lean on it, Umashti Ashli, sometimes if you can't sleep on it, but you could still use it for, um, this word Mashti, Umashadi Ashli, means like to use it to put ropes on it. You can use it for weaving. Um, so the this is just this is just a proof to the question of uh, a broken bed, uh, even when it's uh, a not a chavila when it's not whole, but when it's ivorim. Uh, <laughs> the terminology is just uh, you got to get used to it here. There's a whole bed and there's part of a bed, and a whole bed is is chavila. It's, uh, that's the whole bed, and ivorim are pieces like limbs of the bed. So we're saying that the bed is still mitame when it's limbs. Why would it be mitame if it's pieces? And the, the answer is, the one that we just said, is when the pieces are still usable. And then we said, what are you going to do with a piece of a bed? So either you could lean it against a wall and put a small kid on there, right? Or th- there's... Uh, uh, what? Or you can use this. Oh, you can use this. <laughs> uh, right, right, that's right. And so, uh, therefore, it's still eligible for tumma, and that's in that section of halacha. Okay. Uh, Right, right. When you have something you don't you don't need anymore, you throw it up there on the sky. What about the rope assembly? That's just that just shows it's still usable. Or or the uh, throw the rope assembly up there? Uh yeah, that's what we're talking about. Um I was even wondering if that meant that that's how it's a cot, because you, since you have the ropes on it, it becomes like a um these days in metal, so it would be awesome, right? Right, that's right. So now let's look at that halacha that was getting back to the uh, used garments. And again, we just jumped into this issue of using broken vessels as schach. And the reason we were okay with that is because they're not makabal tumah, but Rev Tumi put a, he said, no, he doesn't like that. But that, we kind of jumped into that issue. Where did he segufa? Let's look at that halacha. Om revami bar tevyumi. If you want to use... Uh, old worn out kalim for your schach. Schach is wood, right? So you've got some broken furniture. Throw it up on the schach. No, psua. My, what is the babylon kalim? What's worn out furniture? What's worn out uh, cloth? 
he says matloni is clothing when it comes to fabric it has to be so small that it's really not even a hanky anymore <laughs> less than three by three now the low chazi it's not useful low lani and below lashirim the poor people it's too small for them to use as a blanket and the rich people is too small to them to use for some kind of uh, fancy tie or something like that but either way it's no longer fit once it's even though it's no longer fit and really it doesn't have tumma, and therefore it should be okay, a rabbinic decree not to use it because it came from something that was tummy. Uh, but the Gemara now is going to try to bring a proof to him. Uh, we tried to bring a proof from the case of the bedpost, and uh, we didn't succeed because maybe we're talking about not just one side piece, but a, a bigger piece. But let's try another proof. Let's bring a proof to him. Maxella Shoshifer Shel Gemi. Uh, what happens if you had a mat? You had a mat. Now, a mat uh, that you sleep on is, uh, is not kosher for skach because it's, it's a vessel. You sleep on it. Uh, so a mat of shifa, it's made of shifa or gemi. Um, I think these are, are uh, natural materials. Sledge or rushes. Sledge or rushes. What's sledge? Sledge. Is it sledge or sledge? I have sledge. Yes, sedge. You know what sedge is? Is that a is that a fabric? No, I've heard of it. Well, you could make a mat out of it. So afa pi shenifkas mikashir, even though it's no longer big enough to be useful as a mat, it's broken. It's less than that size. Ain misaka mat. So uh, you see that even though something is no longer mekabel we still don't use it for skach. If it if it was mekabel the fat, in other words, you need something that was never makabotoma, not something that was and now it's broken and it's, uh, you don't use the, rabbinically we don't use it. Fine. Next, maxella uh, sakanim, can you use a schach mat? So what happens if you have a big mat made of reeds? Uh, guess what? If it's really big, you can use it for schach. If it's small, you can't use it for schach. Um, that's one opinion. Rebbe Lazar says even the big one is Mekabotumah and you can't use it for Schach. The question here, um, what is the, why uh, can you use a big mat? So the issue is, what is it made for? Is it made to be a bed, like to lie down, like the kids in kindergarten when they lie down on the, they have uh, a time to lie down. So then a Schach mat is a vessel if it's made for lying down. But if the opinion says that it's big, means that it's only usable for a roof. If it's made for shade, then it would be good for schach. In other words, the, 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 you have this big schach mat. It's woven. It looks fancy. How could it be kosher for schach? Isn't it a vessel? The answer is, if it's really made for shade, it's not a contradiction. But if it's useful for something else, then, it's, then it would be a problem. Let's see Rashi real quick. Um, about the schach mat... Let's see. Um, that's the wrong Rashi. Um, Gedola Mesachinbo. It's about uh, 10 lines down. A big one you can use. The Lav Klihu. It's not really a vessel. The Mestama Lesichach. If you have a really big mat, the only thing it's used for is for Schach. Therefore, it's okay. But another type of a smaller one would be like a mat that somebody sleeps on, and that's a kli. So it depends on what it's made for, what the, um, uh, what the material was made for. Okay, back to the Gemara. It's really complicated, actually, to try to find 
in other words, in theory, you could go to a place like Home Depot and look at all the various mats and find one that would be usable for schach, right? Uh, so sometimes there's a problem with the filaments. Sometimes they have little, um, uh, uh, like, strings that are made of metal, and that could, that's a problem because we don't, we don't usually use metal. But other times, if they're made for some kind of building, let's say they're made for window shades, or, well, window shades is interesting because it's also for shade, but uh, uh, if it's made for some, uh, some kind of built construction, then it w- that it's a vessel, then it would be a problem. But if it's just made for shade and it hasn't been used, so then there is discussion about using these. Um, the truth is that uh, the, the, uh, we're used to just buying schach mats. It's really a, uh, there's a discussion in halacha. You know, what, can you use them? How do you use them? How should they be made? Uh, in Israel, they have a, a layer of plastic on top of it. So when it rolls up, it has a, and the plastic says... Uh, Really? Plastic? It's like a little thin, like a saran wrap kind of stuff. Really? In Mamish, it's only made for and that's how they get around. That's, wow. That's I would have thought they needed a plant material or something, but I guess that keeps it from rotting. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, um, they, take they, they take it off. Oh, they take it off. Yeah. They take it off. They just uh, it, these rolls like yeah, this. They have a factory probably that makes it for stock. Right. We get it from China. You don't know where the Chinese... <laughs> Chinese make it for profit. You know, and, uh, um, so, uh, but uh, but at any rate, if it's made as a vessel... Have I signed? Uh-huh. These Maslanios, um, it's better that it's not usable? Correct. Because then it's not a vessel. Right. Then it's not Makabal Tuma. So you might have thought it would be good. So it, Rav Chiyumi said it's a rabbinic decree not to use it even though it's not Makabal Tuma. Uh, I see. Because okay. if it's usable, then Minatore would be Makabal Tuma, and then, of course, it would be a potential problem. Okay, back to the Gemara. So now we get to the, back to our Sukkah in a haystack uh, question. So the Mishnah didn't like it. It said that you can't dig out a sukkah out of a haystack. I think it was actually a grain stack, a stack of grain or something, or uh, whatever kind of stacks they have. Uh, but the gadish is a, it's like a pile. Okay. So Omer Ravuna Lo Shano When we say that you can't turn it into a sukkah, that's because it, it was, had nothing on the inside. It was never made... Uh, to have something underneath it, and you're turning it into a roof. But what happens if there was a hollow area in the in the inside? Then then actually it's it would be kosher for a sukkah because it has it already has an area inside. You're just widening it a little bit. Without without any intention, is that what this is saying? Uh, you come across the haystack, and so if the haystack has an area underneath it that it covers, so then it's it's made to cover over something. Right. I wonder what happened. Donkeys eat from the inside of the haystack. Oh, know? really? <laughs> they're very picky eaters. But they end up leaving a hole in it. Oh, that's and interesting. Finish, if you, if you, mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder how that would work. Right. So they're doing the work for you then. That's right. So um, he says that which it's clear that it's not good is where you don't have the minimum size sukkah underneath the skach when you started. Uh, underneath the haystack. Then it would be good. Because basically, when you piled the, the, when you made the haystack, you had in mind to leave space underneath. Again, I don't know what you put there, but it, it, it comes out the hay was covering something. So 
So uh, the whole lot problem was that it wasn't meant to cover something. You just turned it into a sukkah. Yeah, Rabbi Stein. Uh huh. You, you can tell Michael that I, I, I think that that would be Tasevalomin or Osson. Very good, Dr. Yavin. Very good. That's very good. Tanya Nami Hachi. We learned also like this. A person's digging away in the haystack to make the sukkah. It's good. Wait a second. But not in sukkah. We just said it's not good. So it must be there's two kinds of haystacks. Shmamina, Kidravuna, Shmamina. You see, there's two kinds of haystacks. There's one that has a hollow in opening underneath, and, and, the, and the hay is put on top, so it is made to cover. If it's made to cover, so then it could be a sukkah. Some people ask this a question. If you dig into a haystack to make a sukkah, it's not a good sukkah. Aye, Vatanya, we learned it is a good sukkah. There's two different cases. You have a hollow of one that goes through at least seven wide. If you don't have a hollow that the hay covers, then it wouldn't be good. Let's do, there is a Rashi here that explains this. Um, the issue is, it's only, uh, the, the hole is only a, a, a tefak high. So how are you getting away with such a small covering? It's got to be seven wide, but it's only got to be one high. So the, we're so we've answered there are two different cases. One is where the hay hits the floor, and it was never made as a covering. And when you dig it out, you're turning into a covering. That's no good. And one is where the hay is made. Uh, there is an opening on the bottom, and it's almost like designed where there's a hole in the middle. Um, I think that's what, if you look in this picture, I think that's what he's trying to show. Um, or even in this picture. But uh, the question is, why is that enough to have a small hole? Uh, it's got to be, the height is very small. The width is, is long enough, it's seven. Shouldn't it have to be seven by seven is the question. And we're dealing with two different concepts. We're dealing with oh. the O-Hill concept when it's sock and tefak, is it's the O-Hill concept. But really it's not a kosher circuit to work. As not yet, way. but you're turning it right. So yeah, let's see the Rashi. Right. There is a Rashi here. We'll try it. Rashi, uh, it's the last Rashi before, well, the second to last Rashi. It's right, uh, maybe about uh, 14 lines down. There's only uh, the stuk, the haystack that's no good. I keep saying hay just because we're used to calling it a, the stack. Uh, that's no good is where there's no hollow, a tefak big. Goiva, high. The meshek orach, along with the wick, the rachav shiva. And then you dig out the rest of the pile on top of it. Now it becomes If it didn't have a, any hole at all, then it now is turning into schach. So then it's a problem of If it had, like, like Steve was saying, if it had at least a tefach high above the ground when you... The minimum yeah, so then it's a covering. So now this haystack is called a roof. And when you keep on digging it out, or you get your donkey to dig it out, until it gets high enough, ten high, 
You're not making it now. All you're doing is working on the walls. He's saying a very interesting logic here, that you've got the roof already, you just are making the walls higher. So is on the roof, not on the walls. So the fact that the walls were not pre-made, that's no problem. You could dig out the walls. But I even would have thought making the, the roof higher. Yeah, what? I even would have thought maybe making the, even making the roof higher is not a new task. You know, just that's sort of like a... But his explanation is better that you're working the walls instead of <laughs> right. raising the roof, you're raising the walls. You're raising the walls, yeah. It's an interesting way to look at it, yeah. That's a very, that's a, okay. I just quick quick question, and and this is just we're just saying that as long as it looks like it's it's a covering, it doesn't mm. matter that the person cannot sit there. At correct, this point. correct. Right. That's right. So um, that's what Rashi is trying to deal with. In other words, how are we saying that he didn't create a roof? It's really he's created a sukkah, but he didn't create a roof. He didn't create a covering. It's called a covering because there's some space there. So he's just expanding it to be big enough so that you can. Uh, squeeze in there for your uh, for sukkahs. That's it. But but if there is a, even a tefach, you could then use it as a correct tefach, because it's already covering. Right? That's what he said. Right, yeah. right. And that, that's what we're trying to explain. Okay, uh, we're at the mission. It could be, might be a little easier to understand. But the tefach gives you an ohel. An ohel is not exactly tefach. It's not an issue of tefach. First, to get out of the tasa mina aso, you have to at least have a minimum ohel. So that's the tefach business. Oh, well. And schach later, it happens to be that this ohel is made of schach, so we're getting in a sukkah. Mm-hmm. But the real uh, concept that starts it off is the ohel concept from, from ohelot, from, you know, there, not from sukkah, okay. sukkah mm-hmm. logic. And then sukkah logic is when you build it Very up. good. So he, he was just saying a Hesper why that's good. Okay. Now we're going to change subjects. We, until now, pretty much, we've been talking about roof, the schach. Now we're going to switch to the walls. We've got to just mentally make that exchange. We're going to the walls now. New mission. Hamashal Shudafanas. Now, uh, again, before we were talking about deficient schach, or holes in the schach, now we're going to talk about holes in the walls. So, uh, what happens if you are lowering your wall down, no ma'alamata? Uh, in other words, you're building, you're building your walls, and you have the right height and everything, and you, you start putting the wood on the, let's say you're making the walls out of wood or whatever, and you're working your way down, and you run out of material, and you don't make it to the ground. So your, your walls don't go all the way to the ground. Would it be good or not? So it depends on how big a space. If it's higher than three tfachim from the ground, then it's no good. Lamat sula. Let's look at the picture. That's uh, this picture. This is the, the sukkah. And the bottom wall doesn't reach the, um, doesn't reach the ground. So that case, it's got to be within three tfachim of the ground. Otherwise, as we said before, the critters can get in. Big critters can get in. You know, small critters can get in anywhere. But even if the big critters are getting in, if a goat is getting in your sukkah, then it's... Uh, now, now we're going to flip the case, though. What about the other way around? What if you started building below and it didn't go above? But you already have a schach up? Aren't you supposed uh, to the walls first? 
So, maybe so maybe that's the frame. Maybe the frame that's an interesting around. question. Does it matter if you put the schach first? I don't know anybody that does put the schach before the walls. I, I, I never took a survey. Uh, but the question is, why would there be a problem if you put the schach before? The, I don't think so. In other words, is there any difference? I'm not aware of a difference if you, uh, of order. Uh, if you want to put the schach up first and make the wall second, I'm not sh- at this point. I'm not aware of a problem, Although but well, you're going to have the supports up. Well, they are, but are they big enough to be imaginary? Well, what if they don't reach the grounds? So if they don't reach, you know, so now you're filling in the. Um, uh, what often happens. People that have the, uh, the, the, the sukkahs that are made of, uh, what do you call it, the canopy sukkah? What do they call them? The, uh, oh, the tent yeah. sukkahs? The, the fabric sukkahs. Yeah. So often there's a problem in that the walls are not considered a wall if they move in the wind. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they leave that for last where they have roping, ropes that they tie around to keep it from blowing in the wind. The answer my friend is blowing in the wind, right? They keep the sky from blowing in the wind. They, uh, so that's often like this. The last thing to do is that they check it and they start tightening different ropes. So that um, so in that case, you actually have the, the roof up, the skakas up. That's the easy part. The challenging part is to make sure that the fabric isn't blowing in the wind. Um, so, uh, but anyways, that's our just discussion of what comes first. But uh, we're working on the walls. So if the walls go, come within three of the ground, they're no good. But if they're, um, if they're within three, they are good. Even if they're higher than three, no good. Now, let's start the other way around. What happens if you build milmato lamalo? You build your way up. So in as long as they're ten tfachim high, it's kosher. Uh, because that's because of good asik that we say, that it goes up. Uh, also, because the critter doesn't jump over at ten tfachim high, in other words, the, the, it's a different halacha. It's, it doesn't have to do with airspace. Because um, if if, it's very clear. If you look at these two pictures, you've got tons of airspace here, even more than here. But if you have less than three tvachim, um, uh, in this case, uh, three tvachim is the most you can tolerate. Here, you have much more than three tvachim. But as long as you have ten at the bottom, then it's good. Um, this is actually very relevant. Sometimes you have a patio. And the patio has a natural wall that's ten tefachim high, right. so you're good to go. Yeah, you know, right. you can uh, because it's already ten tefachim high, mm-hmm. so it's just got to. So, so what mechanism allows good asik to work? Is it a mechitza mechanism? The halacha Moshe Sinai. But I think the ten comes from a mechitza aspect. Okay, once you have the wall, you can good asik it. Um, but that's one opinion. Back to the Mishnah, Rav Yossi says, "Kashem, just like." Um, just like for uh, when you build up, it's got to be 10. It's also got to be within 10 of the roof. Um, the, uh, well, basically, uh, he says it goes both ways. He holds the hanging wall would work. Uh, in other words, uh, we're, from the top and, from the and from the bottom, that's right. Okay. But my commitment. So what is the issue here? Whether you can have a wall, does it, a wall that's good, that's ten tefachim, is it only from the bottom that it would be good even though it doesn't go up? Or even if it's up, uh, even though it doesn't go all the way down? So that's the, uh, the argument here is what's called a hanging wall. Marsavar mechitza tulia materis. One opinion says it works. Marsavar mechitza, no, it doesn't work. 
So now we're going to try to prove who's right about a wall that's hanging, meaning that it doesn't reach the ground. So uh, again, we had two opinions. One opinion was it's got to go within three of the ground or it's no good. The other opinion says it is good. So let's look at that debate. So you want to carry on Shabbos and in between the two properties, you share a well. So, and it's very difficult to make the wall go through the well. So what do you do? So, you can only carry on Shabbos from the well to the house. You've got to build a wall. It's got to be either high or on the bottom of the well of the water or above the water. Or within the rim or without the rim. Somewhere you have to have a tent uh, wall. Here's the picture between the two properties. Two properties, you got the wall in the middle. Where, uh, where does it go as far as the... Um, this up here. So the tin goes up from the well? Yeah. And, and bottom also? Does it go into the well or not? Well, so that's what we're saying. The, the first view is you have all the options open. It can go down on the ground or it can be higher up mm. and hanging. So one opinion says you can have a hanging wall. Rishim Gamliel says, as we turn the page, it's got to be above. Ubez Hillel says, So Om Rabbi Yehuda, the wall, uh, you don't need another wall as long as the original wall was there. You have the wall in between the properties, so you don't really need to try to put a wall into the well. Omar Rabbi Barakana, Omar Rabbi Yochanan, uh, Reb Yehuda b'shitas Reb Yosi Amra. He, he's going in Reb Yosi to Amra Elchitza Tulim Materas. So uh, basically, the wall on the property is hanging over the water. It doesn't go all the way to the bottom of the water. So this case where you say that the wall on the property is good enough to carry, it must be because we look at it as a hanging wall that goes all the way down. There were other opinions that you actually have to construct a wall in the water. But this, uh, this is saying that, no, that it, it, it works. Um, I think the art scroll has some pictures there of the, of, the, of, the, of the wall in the water. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the, so, so the sea. What is really the issue? You can't draw water then if you don't have that wall? Well, it's carrying on Shabbos. So you can't carry on Shabbos. You can't uh, carry, if, the, if, it's, if it's open to two Rishuyas, then that's like carrying. In other words, because multiple people use it. You have no Erev. But if you have a wall in between, it separates between your property and his property, so then you're allowed to carry. But the question is, if the wall doesn't go all the way down. So uh, Reb Yossi, he must be that since he holds the property wall, does the trick, even though it doesn't, doesn't go anywhere near the bottom of the water, uh, that must be he holds the hanging wall works. That's our debate, whether hanging walls work. It may be more than just carrying. Even if you lay down and put your mouth in the water to drink, like, you know, laying down, not carrying anything either, since your water is mixing with the other man's water in his yard, you may not be able to take from that pool of water. I think the wall makes it into your half of the water, like now it's your half of the lake and not considered his part of the lake. And it's like your private lake. I now see. You can drink maybe okay. 
Belohi. Um, so is this a proof or not? And so again, the style of the Gemara is if you <laughs> if you're going to bring a proof, it's got to be hard. It's got to be without question. And we're saying that that argument over there about the the wall covering the water dividing the property must be about whether hanging walls work. Not necessarily. Lo Rebuta Yehuda. Now the Gemara is saying, hold it. What are you mixing Shabbos into Sukkah? <laughs> They're two separate issues. Um, sometimes the Gemara pulls in from outer space, and it's a perfect match. In other words, even though the halachas don't seem to be connected, it shows you how it's the same concept. And then sometimes you get, you get a slam which says, wait a second, don't make comparisons. They're two separate concepts. And that's what we're doing here. Maybe these arguments have nothing to do with each other. Why? You know what? A hanging wall will be enough for rabbinic law. When we're only talking rabbinic law, it's an Arab. So the rabbis instituted that you need some kind of wall. Maybe they were lenient. They're not going to make you try to put a, put a wall up in the middle of a pit. Very difficult to put a wall up in a pit, I imagine. I, I don't even know how, you, how, they, how they laid the wall. You've got to do underwater diving. But for the rabbis, that was enough. Well, you can't get away with a flimsy wall. So there's opinions over there that were permissive aren't necessarily permissive over here. And it goes the other way. You could look at it the other way. This is a positive mitzvah. To do a positive mitzvah, maybe you, you can use a hanging wall. Carrying on Shabbos, you get stoned if you, if you violate the Shabbos. So low. So maybe um, there, it's, uh, maybe we have a stricter requirement. So the bottom line is that uh, each case, uh, since we're dealing with a different prohibition, whether we're dealing with making a sukkah or we're dealing with Isr Shabbos, you can't make comparisons in the two arguments. It's interesting that we make the argument both ways. You could look at it that Shabbos is stricter, or you could look at it that it's only rabbinic over there, and so the sukkah is stricter. Gemara <laughs> makes the argument both ways, but we're trying to show that they're, they, either way, they're different. Okay. So we're trying to say that Rabbi Yossi doesn't hold of the hanging only by the sukkah, but not by Shabbos. But what about the famous story? Everybody knows the famous story that happened in Sipori, where Rabbi Yossi permitted the hanging wall. So you see that he does allow such kind of walls. So my, if you want to ask, so who was the rabbi? Lo alpi Rabbi Yossi. Everybody knows that the Rabbi Yossi was the the rabbi of Sipori, El uh, the Gemara says uh, uh, that's not a contradiction. You got the story wrong. Al pi Rabbi Shmuel be Rabbi Yossi. That wasn't Rabbi Feldman Senior. It was Rabbi Feldman Junior. <laughs> it was the uh, it was the rabbi's son who did the. It was uh, Rabbi Shmuel be Rabbi Yossi, and he had a different opinion about that. So really, Rabbi Yossi um, did not permit hanging walls, but his son did. Okay, that's it's not a contradiction. What was that famous story, Umamaisa? We actually had brought this in Shabbos to Kiyosu Dimi Omar Pamaka Shakuvelohevi Sefitarum Ere Shabbos. So in in those days the, the shuls were outside the city. Real estate was too expensive. They had or they didn't allow them in the city. So they built them outside the city. And that's why, by the way, Friday night uh, they had add some extra parts of Davening so that nobody be left alone outside the city. A very dangerous place to be outside of town at night alone and those and those neighborhoods uh it was they had neighborhoods where it weren't residential where you could build, but you you went there in a group because the stuff took place there at night. 
So, uh, but uh, so once so the problem is that they wouldn't leave a safer Torah there because you'd wake up Shabbos morning and the Torah would be gone. The, you know, the drug people would break into the uh, into the shul. So, um, uh, so what did they do? So they kept the safer Torah locked up uh, uh, in a nearby area at, with an eruv, and then they would carry the safer Torah from a nearby house to the shul the next morning. So that one time it happened where they forgot and they didn't bring the Sefer Torah on Friday and uh, there, there was no Erev up. So and how can you have davening without Kriya Torah? So what did they do? So Pirsa Sadina Agabe Amudim. So somebody had a great idea. They said, let's put these uh, sheets on top of the pillars. Apparently they had like street lights or pillars. And they brought the Sefer Torah, Karabo, and they, and they read it. So uh, you see that uh, those walls that they made were hanging. They didn't actually went. They 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 hung these cloths over the. Uh, it was a very uh, shaky mechitza. So you see that uh, he held of hanging walls. So the Morris says, "Well, wait a second. How do you put up walls on Shabbos?" And also, how did you carry the sheets there? Take an avim b'Shabbos. So uh, Tosos here, there's a nice little Tosos. Uh, we don't have time to do a Pirsus of Badaita. So he says that you're not allowed to build a ceiling on Shabbos. You're not allowed to put an umbrella up or make a roof, but you are allowed to make like a wall. In other words, the making of a tent is making a covering, but you are allowed to put up a, a, a wall, like a, 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 take a sheet on the side huh. to do. Uh, so over here, you're not making a roof. They were just making the, the walls by spreading the so sheets. You make one of these women's sections with the machitas on top. Yeah, yeah. So that's what Tosa is talking So Tosa says that that's why it's okay. Um, uh, let, let's look at the Tosa's briefly. That Pirsu Sogadai making of him. Valo because you can't carry. A wall without a roof is not a tent. And you're allowed to make such a wall, to put up such a wall on Shabbos. Uh, uh, okay, back to the Gemara. So again, there's two issues. One is constructing the wall. Tosa says that's not a problem. The other is, where'd you, how did you carry the walls into the public? So the Gemara says, back to the Gemara, What happened is, they were there. Uh, somehow the sheets were there, but the walls were down, and they just spread them out, but they were already there from before Shabbos. The Hefer Sevetar Um Tosos has another solution. Why couldn't they wear them, the sheets? Oh. <laughs> you know, wear the sheets into the. Uh, that's, that's he, he says that. Uh, but the Gemara says that they you didn't have that problem. That was you came there when there were tarps there, so you didn't have to carry the tarps there. You just had to turn them into walls. It shouldn't be that if you carry, there shouldn't be something that you normally wear. Not that. Uh, so that's Tosa's discussion, really, or the, yeah. uh, can you wear a sheet? Yeah. So do you, do you have to be that you have nothing underneath, or do you, if you're wearing clothing and you wrap a sheet around, you, uh, so you know. Going Greek, you know. Yeah, going Greek, that's right. Okay. Um, so continuing on the discussion of the walls. So, Maxellus uh, Arba, let's say a wall is made of a mat. So, but it's only, uh, it's only four plus so he says that's big enough. Materis Basukha Mishum Dofen. That's big enough for the wall. Because basically, if you do this right, you can add the three Tvachim of Lavud, 
And so four plus three ends up seven plus. And so you, uh, uh, the minimum size of a wall is seven plus. So uh, that's what he's going to do. Why? Because of love? Because, because of love. Three gives you ten? Correct. So where do you hang this, th- this four? Totally, you put it in the middle. Pachas mishlosh lamato, pachas mishlosh lamala. Within three of the bottom and within three of the top, the kol pachas mishlosh kolavadami. And so you love it. So the Morris said, okay, but isn't this, shouldn't that be pretty obvious? We've had love it before. So the Morris said, matutema, chad love it, amrin, intre, love it, omri. But maybe you can't love it from two sides. You could. Kamashmalin. Okay. Next. Maxela shivu, mashu, materis, besuka, mishum, dofen. We said seven and a little bit. Uh, so kitanahi besuka gedola. That's by a big sukkah, uh, where the seven doesn't go to the, you, you can't love it. Umay kamashmalan. And what does it tell you? That you could, the wall doesn't have to go all the way down, but you look at it as if it goes down. That's like Rav Yossi. Rav Yossi didn't hold of the problem of the three tfakim. Omer Revami. Again, we had one view that it only works from the wall down will go up, but the wall up won't go down. That was, there were two opinions about that. So this would be like Rav Yossi. Omer Revami. Pas arbo mashu matibasukkah. A wall that's four and a little bit will work in a sukkah. If it can be a wall. And we explain, because it's next to the wall on one side. And we said that you love it. It's uh, within three. It's considered, uh, halakhically, when something's within three, we say love it. So Morris said, isn't this obvious? My kamash mulan. Ha kamash mulan. The shir mashuk sukkah katana shiva that a, a minimum size wall is seven, and once you hit that seven, you're okay. Um, no good pictures on this. Uh, uh, the art school had a... Uh, well, there's one picture here. There's uh, the, um, the board, um, you know, where... Then the more within three of the wall, and then this, this final board can do the trick. Okay. Have a great...